Welcome to another broadcast of Help Relationships 102 with your host, myself, Pastor Lewis Green. It's good to be with you another fine day. I hope some of you feel at least similar. Before we get into the broadcast, I want to remind everyone to please like us on our Facebook page at Help Relationships 102. And remembering there's no exclamation point at the end of help as it is here on Block Talk Radio. So we're going to talk about something today. We've been on this denial series. I want to continue writing this out, at least until the end of the week. And I want to talk about something that is probably not widely talked about, but is so important, so vitally important that I'm surprised that I don't hear much about it taught or preached or even dealt with. And that is, it's with regard to hearing the voice of God. And so many saints, so many Christians tell me that they struggle with hearing God's voice. And there's a longing that each of us have to be able to hear His voice. The Lord is the most important person in our lives, the most important thing, period, in our lives. And to not be able to hear His voice can be a very difficult thing to deal with. Yet, I've found that, by and large, most Christians struggle with hearing His voice. And those that do tend to do so on every blue moon basis. And it's not something that's common. And it's not supposed to be that way. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And so the Lord wants us to hear Him every day, all the time, regularly, throughout the day. If we're supposed to be in an intimate relationship with Him, and we're struggling to hear His voice, how intimate can that relationship be? Some of you have been in a relationship before. You do all the talking, and the other person does all the listening, and there's no exchange of feelings. There's no exchange of ideas. There's no exchange of hearts. And remember how unsatisfying that kind of relationship was when you do all the work, you do all the talking, and the other person just listens. How intimate can you be in a relationship that way? And so by and large, most of us will tend to pray and maybe try to hear Him in the Word. But the Lord desires that to be a heart-to-heart relationship. He desires that you talk and He listen, and He talk and you listen. That's the way a conversation works. It's two-sided. One person is doing all the talking and the other person is doing all the listening. It's very difficult to develop an intimate relationship when it's mostly one-sided and you just have to take by faith that the other person is there. Okay? No, the Lord has wired us so that and enabled us so that we are able to enter into a heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit conversation with the Lord on a regular basis, more than daily basis, throughout the day. But I have found that most Christians tend to struggle in this particular area. And especially when you're in a jam, it's very important to know if you saying to turn left or turn right. Is it yes or is it no? Am I supposed to marry this person or am I supposed to take this job? What am I supposed to do with my kids? And the Father is there to speak, but the question is, are we there to hear? And so I have found that one of the greatly undiscussed reasons that so many of us are struggling to hear his voice has to do with this denial issue. And you have to hang with me so that I can unravel it for you. You see, a lot of us will harden our hearts against our conscience. And you see, the conscience is a function of your spirit. And so once you harden your heart against your conscience, you harden yourself against your own spirit. And if there's some things that we don't want to look at, and we don't want to hear, and if we do that enough, and we believe, and some of us are afraid that God might be saying no, and we just assume the worst about God. 
Some of us, you know, we don't want to pray and ask God his direction because we're afraid that he's going to say the worst for our own good. I found that so common. And so for fear that he might want you to go through door B and you want to go through door A, it's easy to harden your heart and to keep your ear cocked towards heaven to hear for door A, which is the door you want to go to. But there's an unwillingness to hear door B. And so this sense of believing the worst about God, believing that he wants you to take the toughest path, the most difficult path, the most beaten path, and believing that that's who he is, that you have to earn your way, and it's got to be through struggle, and it's always got to be difficult. Believing and having that outlook towards God can keep you in the form of denial because of the presumption that he's saying the worst. Lord, I love this possibility. I love this door. This is what I want. and But this door is open too. But somehow in the back of our conscience, we feel like that God... We don't see God as necessarily a God of love. We see him as a God of, you need to do this, whether you like it or not, you need to eat your spinach, you need to suffer. And and it's amazing that, that the human conscience, for fear that it might be God, we harden ourselves against our conscience. And there are certain things that we are afraid to look at because we're afraid to even consider it because we think that that's what God is saying, simply because we don't want to do it. <laughs> Why do we think that about the Lord, that he assigns or ascribes the worst towards us? And some of us will look at our overall lives and say, you know, it seems like I'm always having to take the low road, and, and I'm always having to struggle. And there's the assumption that that's who God is, and that's his heart towards you, and that he desires that you struggle. And so when you pray and ask his direction, you're always assuming that he's saying the worst. You know, the Bible said that he that prophesies, let him do so according to his faith. So in other words, we'll hear God according to our faith or what we believe about him often. Do you know that's true? According to what we believe about him. And if we believe that God is saying the worst, okay, I want you to be the one to lose. I want you to be the one to come to the last place. I want you to be the one to give your last. I want you to be the one to marry the ugly person. I want you, you know, and if you've brought into that and that's how you see God and you're, you're afraid that that's what he's saying, then you harden your heart against your conscience, your consciousness towards him. You harden your heart because you are always assuming the worst. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that assumption is, is because of our conscience. Our conscience is acting up. Our conscience is wounded. We think that God is holding our sins against us. We think that God is holding our issues against us. Now, before we get into this deep and dirty, because it's our consciousness towards God that determines if we can hear him or not. And if we've hardened our heart to our conscience, thinking that that's what God is wanting, the demands of our conscience, which is the worst for a lot of people who have a wounded conscience, then when you harden your heart against the the function of the conscience you harden your heart against your spirit and God speaks in your spirit he moves through your spirit he lives within your spirit some people refuse to see things because they don't want to look at it and they think that's what he's saying and they refuse to hear things and you can render your spirit both spiritually blind and spiritually deaf because for this very reason now before we get too heavy into this I want to bring something to your attention. A lot of times, because of our conscience, our sins are held against us. Now, if you are in unforgiveness, and you are refusing to forgive, and there's people in your life that you're refusing to forgive, the Bible says that when you don't forgive, then you're not forgiven. Isn't that what Jesus taught us? Jesus said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So, so if I am in unforgiveness, and I refuse to forgive, then I'm not going to feel forgiven. 
That's right. You see, when I'm forgiving like I'm supposed to, and I go to the Father and ask for His forgiveness, then the Bible says, not only does He forgive me, but He cleanses me from all unrighteousness. Have you ever went to the Father before, and you repented, you told Him how sorry you were, and then you felt lighter, like this burden had been lifted off your shoulder? You see, that experience is what I call the experience of the cleansing. It's evidence that you've been forgiven. So when you're forgiven, the evidence is, is that the cleansing, because He says, when you confess your sins, He's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So when you confess your sins, you're cleansed of them. But if you refuse to forgive your brother, then you're not cleansed of your sin, and you're going to find that you're going to also struggle in forgiving yourself because the sin is still there. Now, the sin is here, and it's weighing on your conscience, right? And you don't realize it, but it will affect your ability to hear God. Because in order to live under the torment of the spirit or of the human conscience, we have to harden our hearts or feel condemned. Some people can't live under that. And if you're already sensitive in your conscience because of unforgiveness, you're not forgiving yourself. And, and the devil's can Now, watch this now. Satan's name means accuser, okay? And so what he does is he accuses your conscience. He condemns you day and night. As soon as you sin, the devil's going to come and he's going to condemn you. And if you're not forgiving, you're especially vulnerable. And so if you in your heart believe that God is angry with you because of the guilt and the shame of your sin, you're going to harden your heart against your spirit so you don't feel the shame and so you don't feel the guilt, so you don't have to look at the guilt. And what you've done is you've cut off the voice of God. And this is really an integral thing in hearing God's voice. Some people ignore their conscience, and it affects what they hear and how clearly and how accurately they hear. But some folks, they don't just ignore their conscience, but they harden themselves against their conscience so that they harden their hearts. And it's in that place that you render yourself spiritually deaf and spiritually blind. You make a Helen Keller out of yourself spiritually in a very real sense. And then you get in the tight and you get in the jam. Now watch this, watch this. And we hear what we want to hear. And that's what's so confusing because my conscience will be talking to me. And my conscience can be right. My conscience can be wounded because of unforgiveness. And so I'm feeling beat up. The devil, meanwhile, he's condemning me. His name means accuser for a reason because it can be debilitating. And we have a special vulnerability to it because of our conscience. But the Bible says my conscience is clear because the blood of bulls and goats were enough to clean the conscience of dead works. But the blood of Jesus is enough to clean my conscience. And so that I'm clear and I'm guilt free. And then now I'm sensitive to the spirit. But if I harden my heart to what I don't want to hear and only listen to what I do want to hear, now, now you put yourself in a very dangerous place because you hear stuff out of your heart and you'll think it's God. And you'll prophesy even out of your heart and you'll think it's God. You're not going to know if it's God unless you're willing to do that which you don't want to do. Say if you're praying and there's door A and door B. And you don't want to go through door B. You want to go through door A. And so your heart is not really open to go through door B. And so because your heart is not open to door B, you're looking for the leadership of the Spirit, but you're not letting Him be Lord. You see, the leadership of the Spirit actually is defined as God is Lord and He's leading, okay? He's the Lord of me and He's leading me. I will only be able to be sent to the leadership of His Spirit if I'm willing to be led. And so He has to be Lord over it in order to lead me in it. So I have to be willing to listen. And so God may want me to go through door A. And I want to go through door A. But I'm afraid he wants me to go through door B. My conscience is beaten up and condemned by the devil. is telling me you deserve door B. You don't deserve door A. When the whole time God may be wanting to give me door A. But because I'm unwilling to consider that Lord I'll go through door A and or door B. You're Lord of it. You're Lord of all of it. Because if he's not Lord of it then he can't lead me.
And I'll have what I call selective hearing, where I'll hear from my heart that which I want to hear. And you'll have a track record of that because you'll be hearing a lot of stuff that ain't coming to pass. You'll be hearing a lot of stuff that isn't happening. And it's a sign to you that you may have selective listening. You may have selective hearing, selective spiritual hearing. And another indication of that is when people come to you and give you words that aren't comfortable, do you reject them wholeheartedly without even the, the benefit of the consideration? If you can't hear bad news from others, if you can't hear rebukes from others, if you only you can hear the yeas and not the woes, then it's a good indication that a lot of what you're hearing, you might think is God may be coming out of your own heart. Because if you're not submitting to his lordship, then he can't lead you. He can't lead you because you're not listening. And so whenever I come up to a crossroads and there's a door A and a door B, and I everything in me loathes to go through door B, and everything in me is praying that he wants me to go through door A, I'm going to pray, I'm going to lay it down and say, Lord Jesus, I love lay down what I want. I lay down my will. I'm willing to do what I don't want to do, Lord. I give to you. If you want me to go through Dorby, I pray I go to Gethsemane until I've laid down my will and I'm willing to go through Dorby. And so now I'm open. I've given it to him and now I've submitted to his lordship and so now I'm listening and so now he's free to lead. Okay. If I'm not willing, and again, you'll know if there's willing, if you're unable to listen to any kind of criticism, any kind of critique. Well, who said this? I love my energy because they show me my faults. If I'm unwilling to even consider Something that's opposite than what I believe or what I hope. If I am unwilling to even consider it, it's an indication that some of the voices that you're hearing thinking that it's God may in fact be your own human spirit and even the devil. <laughs> okay. So remember that if I am in denial, then I'm in denial because my conscience could be speaking on the inside of me and I'm thinking it's God and I don't want to hear it. It's a form of being in denial. Because I'm hardening my heart. And often, too, let's not forget this. Sometimes the Lord may be saying something that you don't necessarily want to hear. And this is really sad because some of the hardships in our lives are completely and utterly avoidable. If we become just willing to listen. If we would just allow Him to develop within us a listening heart. If we can submit to His Lordship. And so, as long as I'm hardening my heart, I'm in denial. The first thing I need to do, I need to go and I need to make sure that I'm in forgiveness. All right. And so, if you're having difficulty forgiving yourself, or if you have a wounded conscience, if you can't hear anything negative, if you can't hear anything bad, then you go back and you deal with those issues, and you open up your heart to the Lord, and I guarantee that you will begin to hear His voice. He desires to talk to you. The Lord desires to be so intertwined. You know, the Bible said His Spirit lives on the inside of my spirit, so that there's a seamlessness between Him and me. And so, He's in my heart talking. But the question is, Am I willing to listen? And am I willing to hear? And it's impossible for me to listen. And it's impossible for me to hear. Because I've got the condemner right in front of me, right before the Lord, accusing me and condemning me. Now I've got Jesus who's seated at the right hand of the Father. I've got him ever living to make intercession for me. So this is the setup. I have a wounded conscience, okay, and it's locked in with unforgiveness. Let's say we've gotten past that part and we've begun to forgive, but I still got this condemner who's condemning me with a vulnerability. But Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. The Father understood what was going on, this broken relationship between God and man. He sent Jesus to reconcile us to the Father. And how he does that is, is Satan condemns me. And how many know that it's easy to listen 
to the voice of condemnation. It's easy to listen to the voice of guilt. You have to do something with it because you can't live under it. So we do. We harden our heart to stop it. But, but Father said, no, I've given you an alternative. I've given you a way to dealing with the guilt. I've given you a way to deal with the guilt and the condemnation. And it's through the blood of Jesus. And so he wants us to understand what our relationship with Jesus is. Because the devil's going to beat me, the devil's going to condemn me, he's going to hold my faults against me. Let me tell you, even in issues of faith, if I don't have faith right, the devil will condemn me about that. Even in issues of obedience, if I don't do it right, the devil will condemn me about that. It becomes impossible so that I have to harden my heart in order to preserve myself or to save myself from the feeling of guilt and condemnation. So the Father says, no, you don't have to do that. Jesus seated at my right hand, ever living to make it the intercession for you. Now, because of the name of Jesus, now because of the the sacrifice of Jesus, you don't have to harden your heart against the guilt. Jesus will cleanse it for you. Now, here's what this looks like. He's given us the name of Jesus. In the book of Acts, Peter and John went to pray, and there was this brother there who was lame from birth. He was asking and begging for alms, and Peter looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And the Bible said he went walking and leaping and praising God. And a whole crowd gathered around that whole scene because they knew that boy that he was lame from birth. And Peter looked around them and said, Why are you looking at us like this was by our righteousness that this man was made whole? But he said, But it was by the name and faith in the name, you see. And so what he said was this now, it's not by our righteousness that this man was being made whole, but by the name of Jesus and faith in the name of Jesus that made this man whole. That's why Jesus said, now I want you to go to the Father in my name and he will give it to you because it's not by your righteousness. So if it's not by your righteousness that God answers you and continues in an intimate relationship with you, if it's not by your righteousness, if your righteousness can't affect him, then neither can your unrighteousness. That's why I pray in the name of Jesus. So many of us pray in the name of Jesus, having no idea what that even means. We do it because we were taught that. We do it more or less as a formula. But Peter said that it was by the name and faith in that name. So what that means is the devil is seated before the Father, condemning me day and night. But Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, justifying me. And he's given me the name of Jesus. So that when I'm praying and in my hour of need, and I'm asking the Father for his help, and the devil begins to condemn me about my weaknesses, about my sins, about my inadequacies, I say, Father, I pray this in the name of Jesus. And I bypass the whole system of condemnation that the devil has humanity in that's beating him up so that the only way to escape the guilt is to ignore it or to harden myself against it. And when I harden it, I close off my spirit and I break off the voice of God in my life. I render myself spiritually deaf and spiritually blind. And so the father says, no, I don't want you to hide, but I want you to confront it in the name of Jesus, okay? I want you to confront your issue in the name of Jesus. You're coming to me not on the basis of your righteousness or your unrighteousness, but in the name and faith in the name becomes the basis of our relationship, which is rendering the attack of the devil null and void. God is actually abounding in grace over the vulnerability in humanity. But we've got to remember, we've got to understand the playing field that we're in and what's actually happening in condemnation. We've got to look at where we are and not continue to just react from guilt by trying to justify ourselves. 
The Bible says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He justifies us. So I don't have to justify myself. Once I put my faith in the name, then the Father justifies me on the life, on the blood of Jesus. When we say the blood of Jesus, we mean the life of Jesus. He gave his life to cover my guilt and to forgive my shame and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. And so the Lord is saying to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to learn to not justify yourself. You have to learn to not ignore your conscience. You have to learn to not harden your heart against your conscience. Or so doing, you cut off the voice of God operating within you. And so you have to look within yourself and to begin to pray about that. Begin to put that on the altar before the Father. Because remember, he's the one that takes away your heart of stone and gives your heart of flesh. You know, how did your heart get so stony? How did humanity's heart get so hard? We hardened it, okay? Because the voice of the wounded conscience and the condemner doubled them up on us. We could not bear up under it. So we decided we didn't want to hear it. Now, guess what? That doesn't just apply to the voice of the conscience but also to the voice of God because sometimes he said some things that you didn't want to hear sometimes he said some things to you that you didn't feel like you could hear sometimes he said some things to you that you were unwilling to hear and then you begin to live in denial regarding that you begin to live in denial regarding issues of forgiveness I know so many folks that have been hurt and the idea that they have to forgive someone that's hurt them so deeply they'll justify themselves and they'll get in denial about it and they harden themselves and they're only crippling themselves and so God is saying to face your guilt face your sh some people don't like to look at their guilt or even to remember some of the shameful things that they did and so you choose not to think about it and you push the memories down you push the memories down of the people that hurt you you push the memories down of the people that victimized you. you push the memories down of the foolhardy acts that you've committed. But God is saying, stop pushing stuff down and let me bring it up so that you can deal with it, so that I can forgive you of it, so that I can cleanse your conscience of dead work. I don't want you trying to protect your conscience. I want you to let me cleanse it. But you're going to have to learn to acknowledge it. So you're going to have to take your own temperature. Can you not hear criticism from other people? Do you struggle in hearing anything negative? When the prophecies come around, do you reject them outrightly if it's not positive and encouraging and it may be a sure sign that you have a wounded heart you have a wounded conscience and some of what you're hearing may not necessarily be God you have selective hearing and you're hearing part God and part you and sometimes you don't know where the line is you know a lot of time for many of us it's easier it's easy to understand when it's the devil talking but how many knows it's not as easy when it's your own heart when you're hearing what you want to hear. Oh, that is so... This is, to me, the pinnacle of being in denial is when I hear what I want to hear, when I perceive what I want to perceive, when I discern what I want to discern because I'm unwilling to hear everything. If you are unwilling to hear everything, I would trust nothing that comes from the Spirit. Oh, come on. Once you begin to take that litmus test and you can't hear bad, you can only hear good, I wouldn't trust anything that I hear. And not until I approach every situation 
solution and willing to hear A or B. And some people say, that ain't God. God wouldn't do that. You don't know what God would do. There's no way anyone can know what God would do. God is God. I'm a finite being. He's infinite. How can the finite grasp the infinite? And so, out of the assumption, God wouldn't do that because you don't want him to do that. You're in denial. And as such, you're struggling to hear his voice. Whenever I approach the fork in the road, I become willing. I go to Gethsemane and I pray until I'm willing to go through door A or door B. It's not until I'm willing to do that which I don't want to do. My channel is able to be clear. My conscience is clear. And I'm, I'm not in denial. And I'm able to hear the voice of the Spirit. Oh, come on now, somebody. God wants to talk to you. He desires to talk to his people. In fact, in the day we stand in the white throne judgment day, we're going to hear all the conversations that he's had with us that we blocked out and that we were unwilling to hear and that we we're unwilling to listen to and that we were in denial about because we didn't want to hear because we didn't understand it. We assumed the worst about it. All that stuff is going to come to us and we're going to see God doesn't want us to wait and see all those times that he talked about us in eternity. He wants to begin the conversation now. Now. And so you begin to pray about becoming willing to consider that which you have deemed unconsiderable, that which you've been unwilling to listen to. Begin to pray about that. When you feel that thing in your mind slam shut and you're unwilling to even consider it, you're in dangerous territory, child of God. You're in dangerous territory, especially if you're trying to hear the voice of God. You're going to be hearing mostly your own human voice because you're not in submission to God. And you don't know what God is going to do, so you've got to submit it all to Him. You've got to trust it all to Him and let God be God. Don't you know that He desires to talk to you? I'm telling you from personal experience, He desires to walk with you and talk with you, not just daily, but throughout the day. He desires to have an intimate relationship with you. He wants to tell you to turn left here and turn right here. He wants to guide you and protect you. And Lord knows most of the devastating events that have happened in most of our lives is because we were unwilling to listen. We we're unwilling to hear that which we didn't want to hear. We we're unwilling to consider that which we didn't want to consider. And most of this, which if we could track it back down, it was when God said, turn left, and I didn't want to hear him. I wanted to turn right, and I denied, I hardened my heart against the possibility of what he might do or what he might say. And so the Lord has given out, even in this broadcast, an open invitation to return to him, to open up your hearts to him, and to trust him wholly and completely. And don't just be so quick to slam the door of your heart closed at him. No, and some of you can recognize when you do it. No, you take it to him and pray, and you open it up to him, and you talk to him and say, Father, I'm afraid that you're saying this. And you begin to talk to him about it. But don't let your spirit be closed again, because what you're doing is you're cutting off a relationship that's rich, that's rich, that's the most important relationship than all your relationships on earth combined. It's a relationship worth living. He wants you to just trust him enough to consider even the worst. Can you trust him enough that he's God and that he cares about you and that he loves you? Take it by faith and say, Father, my fear is saying that you might be saying this and I'm afraid to listen. You need to interrupt that conversation and say, Father, I trust you with whatever you say. I don't think that you... But I'm going to open myself up to you and I'm going to let you say that it's not. I'm not going to just slam the door of my heart closed and not consider that it might be you. I'm going to trust you wholeheartedly and let you say what you want to say. I'm going to let you have your peace. Oh, come on now. Our time is starting to get past us right now.
please like us on our Facebook page at Help Relationships 102 and leave a comment. So until the next time, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This is Pastor Lewis Green wishing you a great afternoon and God bless.